enjoy the calmness before that one month storm. Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the expected. That's right. We said expect the expected because while you probably don't have a lot of experience in weddings. We do. So sit back, relax, and listen to us chat all things weddings. Enjoy. Today in What in the Wedding, we're going to talk about a Q-tips place at your wedding. That's right. (laughs) Our wedding wins or wants in our main topic. Hurry up. Book those vendors now. Wait, pump those brakes. And wait. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a big thing right there. All right. So, Ashley, before we get started, I feel like we haven't talked about ourselves or what's going on in our lives lately. Should we do that? We (laughs) should. (laughs) The panic on my face. Don't yell into the microphone. We already have so many audio issues. Our audio friends are going to kill us. They're just going to have to love us through it, grow with us. Yeah, we can't help it. As as Mr. Gary of Gary Media says, our expressions, which is just his very kind way of saying, quit squealing and screaming. <laughs> All right. I'm coming for you, Justin. I'm coming for you. Oh, we love him. Gary <laughs> Media, do. look him up. Uh, great videographer. Anyhow, um, I am in full wedding swing. I haven't had a fall this I – mean, I shouldn't say I haven't had a fall this busy in a long time because 2021 was insane. My 2022 was very unusually light. And I think in my wedding photographer brain, I put it in there that it's always going to be like this now. It's not. I have more weddings this fall. And in, in winter, I have two in December in there for a while. I was not booking December. Simply because my own wedding anniversary is in December. I love Christmas. My daughter's birthday is in December. My dad's birthday is in December. December's busy. So I had been blocking off that month and I had been finishing up in November the last couple of years. Uh, but I had two couples swoop in and I could not, I could not turn down. Yeah, I know. It's hard. They're Especially amazing. Connect. Yeah. So I'm not dreading it. No, you're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it because of the couple. Yes, absolutely. So it's been, it's been busy and I'm a little under the weather, everyone. So... Bear with me with my froggy voice and maybe occasional coughs, but the podcast must go on. So what's new in your life? Oh, wow. All the things. Um, I've been helping a new wedding venue in the area really get off its feet and doing styled shoots, and that's kept me so busy, which is very great because I, on purpose, made my September and October light. So I actually was so booked in June, July, and August that I was like, pump the brakes. You were crazy there for a while. Yeah. Like I was back to back and I was like, I can't give the best service unless I give myself some time. We need a um, break. It's like a vacation for us wedding vendors. And yes. we can do the wedding, 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 crazy, Absolutely. crazy, crazy, crazy. We just need a break. We need a break. So it was yeah. wise for you to schedule it that way. It was wise. So I only did like one in September and one in October. And it kind of worked out because I was able to help this venue kind of get off its feet. On its feet. Why am I saying off its I don't feet? Know. You said it twice now, so I'm going to correct Is you. Is that dyslexic? Isn't it get on your feet? I'm helping them get on their feet. Yeah, that's right. You're completely <laughs> right. And I am completely wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. It's time to go to bed for sure. Um, like it's, We got to stop this day. More go back coffee. And we are coming in. It is the end of November. We are coming into December, which is pure chaos yes. for me in my life. Oh, yeah. Brace yourself for impact. Oh, yeah. Like I'm busy in November. I'm busy in December. Like it's going to be busy, but then it's like break. 
break time. Again. But is it because January for a wedding photographer is prime booking season? So so it's so, prime booking season. It's wedding show season. So like oh, I'll do yeah. a wedding show in January. So that'll be busy and it will be heavy inquiry. But I feel like that's more remote for me. Where for you, sometimes I feel like. I don't know. It's more remote for me. So I'm busy, but it's remote busy. Yeah, I'll, it's definitely remote. I don't see client. I mean, unless someone wants a snowy engagement, snowy session, engagement session or I'm meeting with potential clients in studio, I don't really see people. But I do workshops. I do my oh, – Yeah, you do your workshops. I do my workshops, um, yeah. which I'm considering maybe we sh- I should do them live. I know. That'd be fun. Maybe? Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. My workshops, I basically sit down with all of my clients and um, – we discuss a different topic each month, January, February, March, April, May, before like prime wedding season kicks off. So like my 2024 couples, consi- any couples consider on it, but it'll mostly be 2024 couples. And we'll talk photography specific things, timelines in January, shot lists and photo lists and Pinterest in February, <laughs> um, most common mistakes couples make in March. Like so, like that's the kind of workshops I do. But circling back around before we get into our news story, since we're talking about booking vendors, our wedding show is still a a thing because I haven't done oh, for sure. They're becoming even with social media because I really thought they were dying out because everyone can find their vendors and see their vendors and quote unquote meet their vendors on social media. On social media, absolutely. I definitely think that's nice for throughout the year, but you have to remember a lot of engagement season is around that Christmas. like holiday time. Early winter, like it just or, or like late fall. Early That's a fall. statistic. Did you yes. know that the number one time for Americans to get engaged is Christmas? Really? That's, that's an actual Still. statistic. That's wild. Yes. See, that makes sense. That why we're so busy in January. Correct. But I feel like anybody that even got engaged in the fall Wait, are waiting until after the holidays. It's too busy right now. Yes. So I do a specific show. I say the most popular wedding shows are in January because everyone's it's like, fresh. wait oh, this is a wedding show. I've just started. I would love to go meet my vendors in person. And I think that is getting back to, I feel like the generations, Gen Z and earlier millennial generation, they have once again COVID later, life. Mo- later millennial generation. Yes, yes. COVID life has kind of like put everybody Correct. in for so long. That everybody's ready to get, still ready to get back out. So I feel like last wedding show that I did, last I only do one in January. It's in the Pittsburgh area. I was so busy. I didn't stop talking. I booked like eight weddings out of that day, which oh, is wow. like, oh yeah, it's nuts. It's wild. Photographers every- do not book a lot at wedding shows. I know. Like I had a photographer friend right next to me. He only booked like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, venues are there. And so I think it's a big chance for couples to see what's out there as far as in that area. So I always say recommend to go to the bigger shows, like where you see over like 100 vendors there. Mm -hmm. That's worth your time, especially if you see a lot of venues. Because if you don't have your wedding planned yet, you're like, I had so many 2024 and 2025 brides. It's like, oh, I'm so interested in your services, but I don't even know where I'm having my venue. We talked about this earlier. Contact me when you know your venue and your date. Like that's the number one thing. So yeah, I'm busy with that and inquiries more than anything. Um, But right now I'm just super busy once again helping that new venue. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like. And they're going to see a heat up come January as well. (coughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Because people are going to start doing that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe we could get them to do a wedding show eventually. Ooh, that'd be be nice because we really don't have We don't have local ones anymore. They're in the big city still. Okay, so my news story, and I want to see if you've seen it yet, because this started, 
I saw this start last year and I, I'm a firm, absolutely not on it. So <laughs> Daniel K films and I need to tag them. Um, I don't know Daniel K films this. I just want to credit, give credit where credit is due. They are absolutely. the video team that posted a viral um, Q-tip moment. And the viral Q-tip moment was the groom. I believe this is what happened. I watched it a few weeks ago and wrote it down. Um, the groom started to tear up at the altar and the officiant whipped out a Q-tip for him to stop her face. So apparently, stop. hold on, you've not seen this then. Dab, 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 the tears under the eyes. Your face. Face right now. Okay, let me explain. Let I me... can't comprehend what is happening because he has a Q-tip coming out of his pocket. So this went viral last year. That instead, and it was for the women, not the men, because the women wear oh, makeup. Yeah. So instead of using a tissue to dab and wipe your make makeup, did I say tissue? Instead of using a tissue to dab and wipe tears, you use a Q-tip because it's smaller, so it's less likely to smudge or take away. Makeup. Uh, I mean, yeah. However, smart. exactly the look on your face, and I wish everyone could see us. We need to get <laughs> video going. Um, exactly the look on your face is the look that every single guest in that place is going to have on their face when you yes. whip out a Q-tip and you're dabbing it. And also, <laughs> I honestly thought it was a great idea when I first heard it. And I was like, yes, no makeup issues, no like smudging of the mascara. But in photos, when you have a great moment where the bridesmaids are tearing up because they're so happy for their friend, but they're all holding Q-tips, it becomes more of an outtake photo than a sweet moment. Correct. And Tissues so, look better. Yes, yes they do. And a Q-tip's going to shock everyone. So they're going to talk about it. There's going to be whispers. They're laughing. Like, what's Just happening? Just like your face. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And 12 years of weddings. Never. And I loved that this Daniel K. Films posted it because yes. I laughed. I loved <laughs> yeah, no, the clip. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tag it. Up. <laughs> I loved the clip, but it made me want to talk about it. Don't. Q-tips are fine in non-photo moments. Carry the Q-tips. Not, like, use them for formal photos. Do not use them at the ceremony. No. No. We don't want like, it in the pictures. We want that sweet tearing up moment with the tissue. You're so excited for your friend. We don't want a Q-tip. And again, I, did, I thought it was a great idea until I went back and saw my own photos that I took. And I'm like, it's it's weird now. It's a Q-tip. And the guests are going, not looking at the bride and groom. They're like, does that bride? Grandma's going, why does that bridemaid have a Q-tip? <laughs> <laughs> I am so dead. Especially because I'm just like, guests are just sitting there like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, I love this. This is gorgeous. This is such a great moment. And all of a sudden, they were like, Q-tip time. I'm going to send Anna into a tizzy. But yeah, uh, don't use a Q-tip. I think it's super funny. Use a Q-tip in non-photo moments. Correct. Yes. Not uh, when you're getting married. Like, no, like moments that we aisle. can't stop. Don't do that. Absolutely. When there's so like every photo, every video is right on that main area. That's just not the time to do it. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking. That's why it's in the videographer stuff because they can't shoot around that. They can't. Oh, <laughs> it's right there for all the world to see. That's funny. But it went viral. Oh, so, so then that's fun. Check. Check. Got it. And, I'm and sure now everybody knows yes. Daniel K. Films. That's right. We That's don't amazing. know them, but there you go. But we now know them. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, so the newspaper trend, and I'm sure you've seen this, but I just wanted to talk about it because it is literally everywhere in the news now, especially in wedding news. It has become such a trend. Just It's the fastest trend I've seen happen that's like happening in 2023 already, but it was supposed to trend for 2024. But it? 2023, couples are like, wait, I want to get in on this. I still have a couple of months left. Like my wedding's in, you know, end of November, beginning of December. I can do this. So um, it is a newspaper written, only like a front cover, you know, a middle page and then a back end. So it's literally like a, whoa, let me knock my microphone over. It's literally like a trifold, like it's, but it's newspaper size. So it's very like old school, like I'm sitting in my robe and my slippers and I'm reading the newspaper. But it's about the wedding. But it's about their wedding. So it's like uh, Nicole and Jake are getting hitched. And it's kind of cool because it's like a very old school looking newspaper uh, and everyone's doing it now. So I just had a wedding a week ago that threw it in last minute. She's like, oh, no, I'm doing this. This is so cool. So like she does like what she's getting ready. She's reading the newspaper and then it's him like sitting in his suit with his like shirt unbuttoned and he's like sitting in a chair with like a shot of whiskey in his hand and like reading their newspaper. My assistant did this in uh, 2017. <laughs> It's coming back. She started it. She, we got to get in contact with her. Um, she did it. It I, really hurt. I love that, that that you twisted this into a news story. I did because, well, that's the what I do. The newspaper, the news story. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I do. So, yes, watch out 2024. It's going to be big. Like, I have a feeling since already 2023 couples picked it up, it's going to be huge for 2024. So, like, what will the newspaper say? Uh, what's cool is you can just do it on, like, Literally Etsy, there's a million that right templates templates that you can do, and you can get them printed pretty cheap. I believe at Office Depot. Oh yeah, same day, same. Don't day. do that, but that's what my that's what Carrie did. Oh wow, she had her husband, the groom, printing them at Staples. Wow, Carrie, if you're listening to this, you started this. She wastes the last minute for everything, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> the morning of her wedding, I cannot. With Don't her. do that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk wedding whims and what. Ashley, do you have a winner? You have a womp because we promised the listeners. Oh, yes. Tell us about Grandma. My womp. Poor Grandma. She comes up a lot in our podcasts. She does. We love the grandparents. I think you have those everlasting memories of things that happened, whether good or bad, because it ends up being funny. I think it's the ones that are disastrous and then end up being funny. Right. Um, and then everybody laughs at it at the end. So, and you're blessed if you have grandparents at your wedding. Yes. A lot of weddings don't have grandparents. Sidebar had um, a great grandmother walk the aisle this yes. past weekend and oh three other grandparents. Like I was like, – I had a lot of grandparents. I was clapping. I was like, this is amazing. Right. Like, this is so beautiful. Like that's amazing because it's really sad, you know, if they can't be a part of it. Right. So uh, I had – this was this past summer. So um, I'm usually on it as far as like getting out the boutonnieres, bouquets. Like I make sure that grandparents have their flowers because they're usually the ones forgotten. And I'm like, you know, they don't arrive till last minute. So about 45 minutes before the ceremony, I go to the mom of the bride and I say – Hi, I'm looking for grandma. And she said, oh, she's on her way. And I said, okay. So I walk away. And then about a half an hour, she said, she's she's on her way. They're not far. So I give it about 15 minutes because now guests are arriving to the ceremony. I'm The guys are heading down to the ceremony. I'm sending them down there to start ushering. And I still don't see grandma. 
So I said, okay, I'm just going to go back to mom and say, okay, I'm really looking for grandma now. Uh, <laughs> now you've upped it to your professional voice. Yes. Now I'm like, this is time. Like, where is grandma? And she said, let me just call my sister and see where she's at. So obviously her sister was picking up grandma. Grandma lives 35 minutes away from the wedding venue. So like not far, but like not close. So she calls her sister and her sister goes, oh, hey, we're so excited. Here we are. And she goes, oh, just making sure. How's grandma? And she said, <gasps> we forgot grandma. <laughs> Excuse me? And the mom's looking because I'm standing right next to the mom. Right. And she's talking on the phone. And I said, they forgot grandma. And she was 10 minutes away from the venue. The person that was going to pick her up. Yes. So she had to turn around. She had to turn it around because nobody was there to pick up grandma. Grandma actually doesn't live in a nursing home. She's killing it. She's 92. She's on her own. Her. She's ready. She just doesn't drive. But she's not driving. <laughs> so 92-year-old sweet grandma is waiting to be picked up. So she turns it around. And I, in my most calm voice, the mom starts to naturally panic. Right. And I said, listen, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. I'm going to turn it around. Like, we're going to be okay. First things first, I just need you to go back in there with your daughter, the bridesmaids. I got a bottle of champagne. I brought some champagne glasses in there. They'd been drinking mimosas all morning, but like they'd run out. So like I went into the venue and I purchased it for them. I took it up there. I said, okay, Brittany, let's chat, girl. Grandma is on her way, but grandma is going to be late. So how do we feel? Are we want grandma on the procession no matter what? I'm assuming yes, because she's 92 years right. old. And she said, no, that's a no. Like it's an absolute yes. And I said, okay, no worries. So we're going to run about 25 minutes late to a ceremony. That is a game changer, folks. Mm -hmm. That's going to mess up your cocktail hour. The photographer's freaking. The photographer and video were on another level upset, freaking. which is like definitely understandable. So I'm trying to work with all these vendors. This is where a coordinator really comes in And I should say hand. freaking internally. We don't show that on our no, face. No. Like they just were letting me know. Like right. what are we going to do? And I'm like, we're going to figure this out. Because like, people need to remember that if ceremony runs late, cocktail hour runs late, that doesn't mean catering runs late. Catering has yes. been cooking food and preparing food all day long. It's just been a the, hot box. Yeah. If you have one. If I've you have had one. caterers roll in straight out of the van onto what do you call the – where they have the like little candles underneath. Um, you know what I'm talking about. They drop them right well, onto the shapers. The shapers yes. with uh, um, – yeah. Oh, my. Why can't I think of I this right know, now? We're not caterers. But we're not caterers. I don't do this. But you know what I mean. Yes. The little flame. The flame, So you, you still – what I'm – you know what I'm saying is you still as photo and video – have to now somehow make up 25 minutes and still get the couple to their reception on time unless you have a situation right. where they're able to hold the food. Yes. So naturally I go into go mode. This is a long wedding womp. But this is just also another thing to say. You can say you don't need a coordinator, but like if I wouldn't have been there, I'm really not sure what would have happened because I was able to be in multiple places at one time right. to calm down, like basically get vendors on the same page, take care of guests, and take care of the family. So I was glad that I was there for sure. So anyways, everything worked out. We got champagne delivered down at the ceremony. We had the DJ turn up some music. They had a good time. The view was amazing at that venue. They hung out, relaxed. He made an announcement. Hey, you know, we're just taking our time today. We're going to run about 20 minutes behind. If you need to use the restroom there this way, here's some champagne. Have a good time. Everybody was happy. We went 25 minutes late. Everything made it. Everything was good. But word to the wise – don't forget grandma. She's just waiting. She's ready for it. She probably doesn't she, even have a cell phone. She didn't have a cell phone. She had a house like, line. Hey. 
She was like, what happened to me? <laughs> the poor thing got out of the car and she's trying to rush. 92 years old. And I literally looked at her and said, don't rush. It's fine. No, that's this. all we need. <sighs> yeah. So we I just had a grandma fall down the other day. Oh, see, that's scary. She was okay. And, and, but I heard my assistant heard at the end of the night when they were putting her in the car say, are you sure you're really – because she was not – like when she fell, she was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And Because she wasn't – she didn't want to leave. Right. But I fear and I haven't heard a follow-up that once she got home, they may have had an x-ray or two done. Oh, poor thing. Poor thing. Um, but the good news is, is everybody was lined up. Literally, we were waiting on her. Mm-hmm. I had right the bride sitting the- in my car, the air. Amazing. It just worked. 25 minutes late, obviously it pushed some things back, but it still went off of the out of hitch. It's just like there was a little bit of a pause. That's it. So smooth pause. Smooth pause. We waited for grandma. I like it. I know. Me too. All right. Main topic. Get engaged. You hurry up. (laughs) What's the first thing you got to do? Book that. Book that venue. Thank you. Book that venue. Like one hundred percent. When you book the venue, you solidify your date. So I always tell everyone, if especially a couple of wives, if they're like, okay, they're either two things: they're set on a date, mm-hmm. or they're set on a venue, or they're set on a specific group of vendors. Correct. That they're like, okay, I want Hannah, I want Ashley, which we've talked about in other episodes. Yes, I want DJ Brian Oliver. Like those are the three. <gasps> Your name dropping again. DJ Brian Oliver. We love you. you. He's going to be on sooner or later, but we already gave him rules and regulations. Nervous about that one. (laughs) He's a great guy, but he's as hyper and no filter as we are. Correct. So it's just going to be a circus of wedding (laughs) madness. No, but um, it doesn't happen very often. For 95% of couples, it's going to be you either really want a specific date, but I'm guessing – but I figure it would be more – are there people that are – I mean, I guess there would be people that are – do you think that more people are set on a specific date or a specific venue or eh, – I don't know. I think it's literally 50-50. Yeah. Like right. I have people that are so set on a date. They're like, unfortunately, it's not available. I'm not coming. Like I'm not coming yeah. to the tour like for the venue like because I've done both. I've mm-hmm. literally worked for venues and I've owned my own business. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen both sides of it. That's um, true. You would see that side of it. I don't see that. So it's one of those things that they're very like – I just tell everyone like then find multiple ven- – if you're set on a date, find multiple venues that you like right. within like a certain radius. Um, but yes, find your venue. That and is your number one and your date. Um, and always just ask the venue like what are your solid dates? And if they're a venue that books up fast, just get there as soon as you can. I tell everyone it is what it is. This is your wedding. You have to take days off. Do you have to tour the venue? You don't have to. If you feel comfortable that you've been to it once or twice before – um, or they have like a true tour, a 3D tour. Right. Do those instead so that you know, okay, this is what I love, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and book it. Or if they have a holding policy, put on a holding deposit, right. even non-refundable. I say do it if you love it that much, mm-hmm. especially for a date, if you're date right. motivated. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like just go and get your venue. What do you, what would you say? I'm interested to know what vendor do you think ne- like is next? What do you think they should book next? What vendor? What do I think they do or what do I think they actually do? What do you think they should do and what do you think they actually do? Uh, next vendors. So you've got your venue, you've got your date. The next vendor should be photographer and DJ. Okay. And what do you think they do? Photographer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably the next book. And that's not me being a photographer guessing. I'm just pretty sure that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. So I'm usually the fourth, which is very interesting because um, I'm like right above florist and makeup. 
So yeah. they get their, their photographer and the video. Which I feel DJ. like is shifting, but video used to be one of the last – and I'm getting it this is, information yeah. from my videographer friends that video right. is often the one of the last things that is booked because it's like, do I have the money for it? But I, I think I think that is shifting. For sure. I think video is getting a lot more Popular. booked around photographer time mm-hmm. than it is later. But you're right. It's been video is last. And honestly, coordinators have usually been like in that last Do we have months. it in the budget? And yeah. I don't I don't think it's just do we have it in the budget. I think a lot of especially procrastinators get closer to their wedding day and go, oh my God, I can't do this. I need help. Yes. And so it's not not just a budget thing. It's a, I thought I was going to be able to do all this on my own and I thought I knew enough to get it done by myself, but I don't or, and or my vendors aren't, I don't want to say helpful because a photographer is technically not required to do your timeline and run around and get water for people and things like that. So like maybe you hired vendors that are really good at their craft, but they're just not, they don't offer the extras and that's fine. So yeah. they need a planner and they start reaching out. Well, I think of it like this. So you don't want a planner. You don't want a coordinator. And you're expecting your vendors to kind of pop in for that mm-hmm. because you naturally do. Like just like you said, I had to become the coordinator for a second. Right. But And that, you don't have to. Like that's not part of – No. And you, right. you didn't have to do that. I'm you just a natural helper. Yeah. Like we're helpers. Like right. if I'm like, oh my gosh, Hannah needs something, I'm going to run over and help her. Right. I'm not, I get, don't put a camera in my hands, but like I'm going to be able to hold <laughs> Here, a camera hold for this. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's where I tell everyone, don't rely that your vendors are just going to be a coordinator for you. Um, they're also going to miss out on opportunities that they were hired to do. So if you're like, oh, well, you missed this shot. Well, I was helping you get down the aisle because I couldn't – you didn't – you needed me to. That was your number one priority at that moment. So just things to think about. Just little – And, and things. with DJs too, we work with some DJs who – are very timeline-oriented, and if the couple is mingling and they have 30 tables to get to, but it is 7.30 and it is time to start first dance and the photographer is contracted till 9, the DJ will walk over there, tap on their shoulder very politely and professionally and say, hey, you either need to speed it up on saying hello to all the tables or you need to pause, get this first dance out of the way, and come back. And you have other DJs that will stand at their booths and just wait. And they're just like, hey, the couple will come to me when they're ready. And I've seen you multiple times swoop in and be like, hey, I appreciate how lax you are at letting them enjoy themselves, but this is the first time they've done this. And they need you. So you're going to get back there. (laughs) And then I saw a DJ this year look at you and be like, they'll come when they're ready. And you, you were like, but no, the photographer is only here till nine. And he was like, okay, but it's only 7.30. And you're like, but we really need to get moving. Because dinner is like 15 minutes late. So here we are. So I literally got them all lined up and was like, okay, speak and go. Yeah. So when you're booking vendors and you're thinking planner, those are gentle questions to ask. Like, what is your, you know, how do you drive a time? Like if you're interviewing a DJ, how do you drive a timeline? Do you like to just let us do our thing and let you know when we're ready? Or are you going to keep us on our toes? Right. I think it also comes to like, okay, so I booked my venue. What's my – before you even do the venue, you got to do a, have a budget. One of the scariest things I hear people and couples say and families say, oh, we don't have a budget. No, you absolutely yeah, do. Or it gets out of even, even the families that have unlimited funds to, to have whatever wedding they would like still have a budget. So decide what is my number I'm good with, I'm okay with. What is my last and final number? for all those last minute details. Cause then that's going to be able to tell you also, what are my, once again, my favorite thing to say, what are my expectations? Cause if you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine with the cool lax DJ. I don't care if anything goes on time. I want it to be a free flowing day. I don't want somebody telling me what to do. 
that's great. That's honestly going to be a great budget piece because it's like, okay, the DJ doesn't have to be this intense, you know, Some person. couples don't want, they don't want the that. intense people like us. No. They want to just be, relax and chill. Like, yes. Don't breathe down my neck. Also, <laughs> did you say cool and cool lax or did you say something else? I said cool and lax. Okay. I didn't know if you said something else and I'd have to mark it explicit. <laughs> no. Did it sound like explicit to you? It sounded like I'm you said explicit one. Everyone. You said cool lax, like real quick, and I was like, "Oh, oh she said cool in lax," just so we can keep it <laughs> keep it clean on the <laughs> podcast posting and publishing. Okay, oh. so we've booked a venue, we've booked a date. We are probably going to go after a photographer and and a DJ and or maybe a videographer. Yes, and then usually I always tell everyone at least have your makeup and hair, um, and florist booked for that date for that date at least eight months prior most wait until like six and five months and you're just picking from who's left at that point so i always say at least eight months um because most will book venue and photographer and dj about a year a year and a half half, two years yeah even two the really planners two years but no Um, it's not even just the really planners some very popular vendors who have been doing this a very long time who word of mouth is super strong are going to be booked yes because people are booking as soon as they get engaged to grab up those people. Yeah, like the only thing that I'm taking for 2024 currently is November and December. Like I am booked solid. Yeah, I, I have a weird May schedule for next year if anyone's listening. I still have the first and second weekend of May. That's interesting. May's kind of not trending right now. It's not. So I have that open, but then after that, Friday is pretty much – Sunday. Sunday weddings aren't that popular, even though I have one next weekend. Um I still have Fridays, but Saturdays, yeah, are pretty much booked until – I have a few here and there, but yeah. That you'd like, be like willing to consider. Yeah, but solidly booked till like – no, November. Yeah. say Mine's all the way through October. So it's like I'm only looking at yeah. November and December. So 2025, so that's – I mean, so that if, you, you if you have November 2025, that's two years from now. Right. So that gives you an idea, y'all, right there. Yeah. So I always say the sooner the better, but no later for florists and hair and makeup eight months because there are so many makeup – artists and florists out there that you can, um, not in our area, but we're close to the city that are willing to come in um, and do floral work. And then obviously in the mix of all that, I suggest getting planner coordinator right when you're doing photographer and DJ, because like, once again, it's a, if say your wedding is next November, um, I may have it available or I may not. So it just depends. Like you're just rolling the dice. If you're going to have a coordinator or a planner available. And tell them, so we're using planner and coordinator. I mean, in my head, I'm using it the same. So different. Mm-hmm. But explain to them the difference in a wedding planning coordinator and a day of coordinator. So I think it breaks down in three segments. So you have the wedding planner who's going to come in, um, help you do a design meeting with like your florist. They're going to go to attend your tasting with you. They're going to do a full service master timeline with you um that's going to be revisable so that like as you meet with other vendors you can i'm like so open i love for other vendors to let me know what they're doing that way i can just fit it in the timeline but I'm you have to reach out to them planners you have to let yes. us vendors know that you exist yes because i've had some doozies this year <laughs> no, you have you've had some doozies <sighs> So that's the biggest thing is that like, okay, that's full on planning. So it's going to be, I'm working with the venue. I'm working with your vendors. You really don't have, I still have you in the conversation, but you're kind of just on the out, like CC'd. You're CC'd on that email and you can just see what the conversations are. 
Um, and then you get into, I call it six month coordination. So that's when you have like a bit of a planning and coordinating. So I'm going to still attend your tasting with you. Um, I'm still going to reach out to your vendors a little bit ahead of time. I am still going to help you make decisions on design because that's when design really happens. Like you, you love really, design. I do. Design's my favorite. Um, about six months before, you have to make those final decisions at that point. And like all the final things, like three months check-in, month, one month meeting, final meeting, like I take care of all that for you. That is going to incorporate like five in-person meetings, like three Zoom chats. Like I attend the, you know, that's what the that six month is going to include. The planning is going to include like unlimited meetings because that's what I'm there for. I'm there to plan with you. Day of coordination. So this is where people get confused. It is literally- I'm still confused. Yes. It is literally three meetings. You get a first meeting to go over a timeline, know what vendors they have going on, know what venue they are in all of the just details that they've already planned. So you're coming in and you're just knowing what they've already planned. Uh, you do a second meeting, which is like a check-in, like a three-month check-in, uh, and just basically how are things going? Did your invites get out? You know, it's just, that's how I kind of work it. Some day of coordinators, they're not talking to you a month before. Like they're not saying anything to you. To, I can't do that. Right. But I'm one of those people that I'm like, I like to know so I know all the information because if someone else is planning it and I'm just executing it, I need to know all the things. Um, so that is, and then you have once again, like your one month meeting and then a final meeting is usually done over Zoom with the venue. Um, and uh, most coordinators are just there to run rehearsal and be there day of, and that is it. Um, they are not there. They're there to like basically be your setup and tear down for you. That's what I was gonna, that's what I was just writing. Um... I've been struggling in my head internally to figure out how much to ask a day of coordinator to do and how much is – because it's one thing that I have, like, as planners have become more popular, I have been striving to be less of a control freak and to relinquish a lot of the things that I've been very used to doing for my couples because they didn't have planners. Right. But then sometimes I ask these day of coordinators basic questions and they look at me like I'm asking them to give me the moon. <laughs> And sometimes I think that they were hired to be more of setup, teardown, decorator. Yes. Not actually like coordinating. Like down the aisle. Yes. Like I call it, I call it fluffing the dress. Like it's, that's not all you do. Right. But you were literally there to make sure makeup and hair is right. getting done on time. You're there to make sure that the right. guys get to the first look site. But I'm not finding that. That's, I've got these day of coordinators and when I need the men or the women and I'm like, can you get a hold of them? They look at me like, you want me to do what? And I'm confused because I, I have no issue doing that myself. But you just started. But like, if the couple's paid for it, yeah. I'm like, I want to utilize them. And that, like, that's literally all I'm asking for. I think it gets very... Experience, maybe? maybe experience. So you're running into experience. Okay. Um, and you're also running into what contract did they really have? So like this right. past wedding, I was just set up and tear down. But I naturally became a coordinator. Right. Because I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Things aren't happening. This but we can't help it. ourselves. But we can't. But I... Others That's just our personality. Like that. Correct. That's our personality. So if their contract is just set up and tear down, right. I think it's up to them to not call themselves a coordinator. Like I literally say decorator. It's a decorator agreement. Correct. So when I introduce myself to everyone, I say, hey, here's a general timeline I kind of set up with them for setup and tear down. I just want to let you know I'm there, that I'm taking care of all their details. If you need anything from me, I will be up at the venue in the ceremony venue. Uh, coordinator, much different. Hey, I'm going to be there to help you to 
help you get her down the aisle and get them into family formals mm -hmm. and get guests to cocktail hour. Or I'm the planner. I'm doing all the things. I have two assistants. Like you're going to have an right. assistant with you. Like it's just one of those things. So it really, I guess out there, all you coordinators and planners, let your vendors know what you are really there for. If you are not there to fluff the dress and you are not there to send them down the aisle. We don't want anyone working for free. No. So just let your vendors know, hey, this is my contract with a couple. This is what I'm doing. That's it. Set up and tear down is such a different contract agreement. I literally call it decorating. It's not coordinating. It's not planning. I think I'm... some people get offended by the word decorator, though. Oh, no. You shouldn't. Absolutely not. You are there to help the couple do something that they can't do on their own. Or don't want to do. And they don't want to do it. They've planned their wedding. They've enjoyed it. They've done DIY or they haven't. Like, maybe they just need someone to make sure the candles are lit or to make sure. Oh, the candles being lit is such a huge thing. Oh, because that does run into, like, I have... Also, cake decoration. Hi, cake decorator right here. Are you seeing me? Pressure. I've seen you put flowers on cakes before. I'll just have bakers that drop off a cake and there's floral sitting right there. And they're like, oh, yeah, I wasn't told I needed to do that. And they leave. I'm like, okay, thank you. Uh, or I'll have florists come in. And they're like, oh, the cake's here. I'm like, oh, the cake's right there. And they're like, oh, yeah, no. She didn't tell me that they needed to I wouldn't to want that. to touch a cake if I was a florist, though. Which is – I agree. I 100% agree because that's like someone else's art. art. So they messed it up. Yeah, it looks bad on you. So Ashley then becomes cake decorator because it <laughs> that has was to on get you. Done. <laughs> oh. So, anyways, that's the tangent. But like, literally, that is what happens on your wedding day. We're giving this is what this is for, right? Giving you all the things you don't think about. So you've booked your venue, your date. Let's say you've got your photographer, your DJ. You've got you've you got, got it all. You got it. You were you on it. The, you got the coordinator. You either have the binder or you don't have the binder. But no matter what, you have an inbox full of emails or a phone full of texts with confirmations that you've got the vendors. And let's say you're a year, year and a half out. Now, now wait. Now wait. Now Just, you're going to And I think that's where the – like it's not necessarily that couples procrastinate. No. I think they get into the, okay, I got everything done, and now I'm just going to glide on into your wedding day until boom – a month is probably the worst part. I would say the month, yeah. Is when you start getting blind. Like all those vendors you hired and you paid those retainers to are like, hey, my balance is due. Hey, I have questionnaires I need filled out. Hey, I have times I need confirmed, which is a lot of stuff that you do if Before you have hand. a wedding planner. Yes. Um, but from a photography standpoint, in that limbo time, you need to get your engagement session done if your photographer offers an engagement session. Not all photographers offer an engagement session. Um, if you were doing engagement photos and or if your photographer offered them, you need to get your engagement photos done, which leads to save the dates. Save the dates. If yes. you're sending them. If you, Yes, yeah, some aren't sending them. I never thought, I don't know. Unless you're having an out of town or a very popular date, do we really need to be spending hundreds of dollars? Not really. I think they just become a trendy thing. So everyone's right. like, oh, I got to send to save the date. I really only say you need to save the date absolutely is if you're having a lot of out of towners. Or if you're in. like getting married on New Year's Eve. Yes. Like or Memorial holiday. Day weekend. Yes. Or 4th of July. For people to plan. <clears throat> that kind of thing. Um, you have here to have fun on Pinterest. Yes. Okay. So my biggest, biggest thing. Don't do that. Everyone. <laughs> It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Listen to me. No. Um, after you book all your vendors, like you've just done all of that stressful contracts and got all that done, just enjoy looking at everything. Don't – I'll meet like literally somebody 
their, year, their wedding's a year and a half away. And she's like, I want blush and navy and silver. Like, that is what I'm doing. Like, that is my wedding. And then I'll come back and they're like, I'm doing sage, mm-hmm. black, and taupe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because you've got to have fun with it. This is your time to look at Pinterest, have a good time. Also take Pinterest with a grain of salt because those things are, a lot of them are styled shoots uh, and not realistic. Thank you for saying that because I'm going to go on a anti-Pinterest photographer <laughs> tangent as soon as you finished, ma'am. <laughs> but yes, I just tell everyone, enjoy this time. This is the non-stressful time. The stressful time comes about two to one month prior. Uh, I do the timeline with you all so that you just have a revisable. Once again, when you fill out your Hannah Barlow uh, shoot list and timeline for them that you're literally like, oh, okay, I see Ashley has here, blah, 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 this. Mm-hmm. That way when Hannah gets it, she's like, oh, I might, Ashley didn't think of this. I'm going to throw this in here because you, you, they want this shot, which I wouldn't have known about. Right. Like they want a big family shot. Right. And I have no idea. So it's really about just having a guide to follow. Um, but just enjoy every moment of playing around until. Because it's going to get intense. It's going to get intense. Just enjoy the tasting, the design meetings, the hanging out and looking and changing your mind. And don't let your floors really know what you want until you do that planning meeting with them. But just make sure that's the only deadline you really have as far as design goes, knowing what aesthetic you want. Because last thing you want is to go to your floors and change it three times because it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a hard line, amazing aesthetic. It's just going to be kind of all over the place. Right. And I'll say that 90% of my couples, 95, probably 100% of my couples, when I do my one month and counting, it's, it's within four weeks. It, doesn't, it can be any time. Like I have a wedding um, next week and I still haven't, I got to get a hold of her. I still haven't heard, got my questionnaire from my bride. So I got to get a hold of her so that we can, because we have to go through family formals. She's getting married in 10 days. Like, wow. I want to make sure that I'm prepared. Absolutely. Like if she's stressed right now, I'm going to help her however I can. She doesn't have to fill out my questionnaire. We can just zoom and I'll fill it out as I ask her the questions. I'm flexible. But I feel like almost 100% of my couples, the first question I always ask when I see their face pop up on Zoom or if they walk through my studio door is, how are you feeling? And almost every single one of them takes a deep breath and they're like, I'm feeling it's it's going Uh, because it's a it is a and lot I don't think anyone is prepared for that. No. no and then is. they feel like something's wrong because they're so stressed leading up to their wedding day. It's true. Yeah. And I think even with a planner coordinator, like I just want to get it over stress. with. Some are like, I just want to get it over with now. We've been planning for a year and a half, two years. And now like I'm overwhelmed. Let's just do this. It's time. It's time. Yeah. yeah. So don't feel bad if you feel that way. That is absolutely normal. And everyone's going to feel that way. Even like I talk about my sister's wedding I planned. Like she literally had me at her beck and call for she two did. years. And I'm all... I love her and she'll listen to this, but ooh, that almost took me out. Like that was the one I thought that was going to break me um, because she kept changing her mind and she was sending me color codes that was like a couple numbers off. And I was like, what's happening? Um, I was like, I loved her so much and her wedding was a dream. But it's, I wanted to basically, I wish I had a video that was following us through the process of how many times you, we change our minds. Like we, how many times yes. do we change our minds in the planning process? And it's okay to be stressed that last month. It is meant yes. to be that way. Just breathe, move through it with your vendors, have a good time with it. Just be like, oh, this is natural. I think everybody thinks it's supposed to be sunshine and bunnies and butterflies right. this entire time. Because social media. Social media. But that just gave me a episode idea. Hiring family and friends. Ooh. Hot topic. I wrote it down. We're going to do it. Um, so, yeah, I think we should. So Pinterest, from a photographer's standpoint, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me be clear that I have a Pinterest account and I absolutely love it. And for 
wedding planning and things like that, I do think it's great. For wedding photos, it can set everyone up for disaster. Number one, you already said it. A lot of the number one photos that pop up when you type in wedding photos are style shoots. They're not realistic. They're not realistic, yeah. You had four, five, six hours to set up, to fix the dress, to fix the veil, to wait for that sun to hit the horizon just perfect for that golden hour. There was no catering and food getting cold. There was no DJ saying we got to get moving. There was no (laughs) grandma to get to the car. There was no hot and sweaty bride that needed to do makeup touch-ups. There was none of that. Those style shoes also have model couples who know exactly how to pop that leg and booty and make the pose look so sultry and sensual and all the things. And then you see it and you want that photo and yeah, we can recreate it, but not as fast as... No, it's going to take a minute. So you're, you're going to lose coverage in other areas because we're forcing a moment. I mean, I've had couples that take a picture of a very fall photo with the golden light coming in, which lit those fall leaves up, beautiful orange hue. Right. They're having a spring wedding. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not a dark and moody photographer. Right. And I don't, like, I, I, I want to say, like, if this is the look of photo that you want, I can't produce that. When you hire your photographer, you need to hire it based on style. So now I'm racking in my head, if I create a Hannah Barlow photography version of this, which isn't going to be heavily saturated orange. I don't do heavily saturated orange. I really don't even do golden hour. It's just, it's not, I'll do it if my couple wants it, but I'm not going to put it on my website because it's going to look nothing like any of my other photos. That's not your style. So I'll do it and I'll curate that photo for you, but you're not going to have the same gallery as what you're used to seeing like on my website and things like that because I'm having to force something that's not organic. I also think that people get crazy and they they want a photo of holding hands around the corner. They want a photo at the top of the mountain. They want a photo down by the creek. They want a photo at the pavilion. We have a venue locally that is to die for. Yes. But it has so much stuff to do yes. and so many places to take pictures. There's 2,000 acres. Like it's not happening. My couple wants a picture by this, a picture by the gazebo, a picture on the swing, a picture on the building, a picture from the balcony, a picture from – and that's fine and we can do that. But those are literally the only photos you're going to get because yes. we have to change locations every time that we do that. And that takes time. And Even then we have to readjust the dress and then we have to readjust the veil and then I have to readjust my settings and the videographer has to set up lights and – you get the photos you want, but you just get a few. You just get a few. What do you think about this? What if a couple asks you, hey, Hannah, I want to bring you for a rehearsal because there are shots that I really want on the property. We're doing a rehearsal there, a rehearsal dinner there. Can we have like an hour? Like how much would you add that service on? If they really wanted it, yes. Because I've had that before where a couple is like, okay, I know I'm not going to get these shots. Right. And I really love this area. It's okay if I get it in like my rehearsal day. Because most look really great for rehearsal. I've actually never had anyone ask me to photograph their rehearsal, but that's probably because it's not something I offer. Like if a a couple asked me and I gave them my hourly rate and they wanted me there, sure. Um, But it's not something like – like a lot of photographers have it as like a rehearsal dinner package. Right. So the couple sees it and they're like, oh, great. Great idea. I'm going to hire – like I'm not a photographer that offers that. I a lot of the times have Friday weddings anyways. You do. Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to be there anyway. Um, But I've never had anyone ask me for photos. I have had people ask me if I would come tour the venue ahead of time, which obviously comes at a cost. You know, that's time and hours out of my day. So it would be, you know, 
build. I've never actually done it simply because unless I go at the same time of day in the same season, it doesn't matter what's going on that day. If I'm there in the fall for a spring wedding, the the earth literally turns, the sun sets, rises and sets and is in a different location in the sky based on different time of season. Right. I'm also a seasoned photographer. Like when I was newer, yeah, I was nervous. I needed to see things and kind of like be able to plan and like maybe even Google things like, oh, really dark getting ready room. How can I properly light this? I've done this so long now with enough experience that I tell couples, I can confidently promise you that if I was nervous about it, I would come because I would know that I would need to. At this point, I just arrive early on the day of the wedding uh-huh. to yeah, scout yeah. locations because again, I know the weather. I know the wind. We're in the day already. I know where, where's the sun coming up. I actually have like a sun app that shows me like the direction the sun is going to go. Which is awesome. Um, so it's not really, it's not going to tell me anything to go ahead of time in a different season if they're not going to want photos. Absolutely. If they want photos, then yeah, we'll talk. Let's yeah, do it. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And also just online now and everything that's out there and a lot of venues out there put everything on social right. media. So you can get an idea of where the prime spots yeah. are. And, and, and plan ahead of time. Right. And another thing about prime spots is that one of the most frequent things that happens to me at venues is that as soon as I get there, the venue owners are so welcoming and they're like right in my face, like, welcome. Thank you for coming. We've heard, you know, we follow you or whatever. Um, but let's give you a tour. Love that. They'll give me a tour of everything and show me. But then a lot of times they're like, okay, so whenever it's photo time, like go up in the field over there. That's like where all the photographers go. And I'm looking at the field going, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Because again, maybe that's a dark, like that's a darker, shadowier area. So a dark and moody style photographer, love. It's not going to work for me for the style of photos that my couple wants. And so I'll pick locations that the lighting and the location are best for me. But sometimes the couples are like, but, but, but I saw all those photos online and I'll always do it. I never tell my couples no. I'm like, yeah, let's go up and let's take some pictures there. But I'd also like to take pictures in this place too. And they're usually like, cool. Yeah. And, and they end up loving them. Nine times out of 10, they pick those photos. And yeah. the other thing with Pinterest is, and this just happened to me this summer, is that she had ideas, the specific venue of things that she wanted to do. And I will never say no to my couples. I tell them, you know, like, Ooh. but yes, you give me a list, I will take it. And so I took all, she had a long list and we, we got through all of them and we checked them all out. And um, I don't want to call this bride out because she loves her gallery. So I took a specific photo later. They weren't in it. It was just beautiful. And I was like, the venue would want this. So I'm going to take it. And I took it and I included it in her gallery. And she came back and texted me and said, I'm really sad that you didn't get a photo of us in this spot. And like, I panicked and I hurry up. It had been like six months. I grabbed their list because I throw nothing away. And I was like, oh my God, I missed a shot. I never miss a shot. You know me. I don't yeah, leave. You literally don't leave until you get every until shot. Until every shot yeah. is checked off. And I looked at her list and I'm like, everything is checked off. Like, how did I miss this? And I looked in text and I could not find anything. And I texted her back and I'm, I said, girl, did you tell me you wanted that photo? Because she had a long list. She's like, no. She's like, but then after I saw okay, the picture wow. you took, I really wish. And I thought in my head... I would have done that. Yeah, for sure. But Absolutely. you didn't – you wanted all the other stuff. 
We are not mine. Yeah, you wanted all the other stuff that you saw on social media and you saw on Pinterest for that venue. And that's what I delivered. If you would have just given me the freedom to see an opportunity, you would have yes. had unique photos. Yes. But you were so pinpoint on Which every is fine. single thing. Because that's what I follow. But that's why I tell couples, be cautious yes. with Pinterest and your photographers because you're going to lock them in and you're going to kind of paralyze our creative. Yeah, you're not going to get the organic material. Unless you material. have a new photographer. When I was new, I needed a little guidance on photo ideas because I'd never done them before. Yeah, for sure. See, so. that's so many things like I wouldn't even think of. Like I literally am looking here like – Confirming second shooters, like I can't tell you how many frantic calls that I get from my couples of their photographers putting on social media oh. and their wedding is two weeks away. Hi, I'm trying to confirm a Pet second shooter for two week in two weeks. Pet peeve of mine. Why are you doing that? You are freaking the couple out. You are freaking out all everyone else because they're freaked out. Yeah. I'm just like, you should have already a list of your second shooters that you trust Correct. and that are going to do a great job because now that brand I can't recommend you because I don't know what you're going to bring to the table and who you're going to be bringing that's going to be second shooting for you it could be someone that has never shot anything in their entire life and then what happens with those shots yes Ooh, girl. so that's a whole conversation for another day but it's a lot of couples think that photographers have to have second shooters my the people that come with me are I call them my assistants even though they do take photos but still 90% of the gallery are my photos absolutely I can shoot weddings by myself confidently and still get all of the stuff that I need my assistants are more there to set up gear tear down gear change batteries get the second angle for the ceremony but still like I can do that but it became a thing that couples thought you had to have a second shooter because a second shooter meant more photos with some photographers it does with other photographers, it doesn't. You get the same amount of photos in my gallery whether or not I'm there. If I don't have someone with me for whatever reason, I usually always have someone with me. But if I don't, I make sure to take the extra photos that I need. Those people who are usually reaching out, I'm assuming, were ones that the couple said, I'll only book you if you have a second shooter. And they said, yeah, I have a second shooter. They don't. They don't. When you're interviewing your photographers, ask them about their team. Ask them about their second shooter. What is the name of the person who will be coming with you? If they hesitate... They don't know. They don't know. And that's scary. That's and people get mad for me saying this, but it is what it is. No, because this is what we're supposed – this is what this podcast is about, being real and yeah. raw. A lot of second – yeah. A lot of second shooters are subcontractors. They get 1099. Like, that, fine. But again, yeah, you should have contract. a list yeah. of a people list. you know you've worked with or have great referrals and recommendations or have a banging Instagram and website that you just know they create quality work. But right. still, you don't know how they're going to dress. You don't know how they're going to act. They might take the most beautiful pictures ever but have the filthiest mouth and no filter. Absolutely. And that's not your brand. So automatically right. that becomes your but brand. I do not understand why photographers post that. On social Publicly. media. Publicly. They're couples – one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, yeah. And if you think they're not going to see it, they're going to see it. And your couple paid you what? How many hundreds of dollars to add on a second shooter and you've just told them that you don't even know who you're bringing. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've lost faith in you at that point. Especially it's like the ones who like post on community sites that they think that they're not going to see. I'm like, that's worse. Because then Aunt Betty just saw. <laughs> and then he, she's texting the bride, is this your photographer? <laughs> sure is. I just signed up to be her second shooter. <laughs> Oh, we're terrible. But we're not. That's the truth of the matter. So just be, vendors, be truthful with 
if you don't have your second shooter yet, just be like, hey, I'm going to get a second shooter. I'll make sure that you see their work prior to me hiring them. Also, I get a lot of photographers that bring on just other photographers that are like newer in the game that want to learn. Right. There's a lot of them out there, though. I don't know if you've been noticing this. Florists are becoming like the photographer season. Remember when there was like a photographer popping out of everywhere? DJs are becoming videographers. And DJs are becoming videographers. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I'm like, there's a florist and there's a florist and there's a floor. Like everybody's getting into the florist game now. And flowers are just not doing great right now. Like after COVID, they've just kind of like. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They've really like upped the prices. The um, flower farms are almost impossible to get the product that we used right. to get prior to COVID because they just kind of like let the We're not importing die. from some countries anymore. We're not importing anymore. It's just kind of like that. So I'm noticing that. And I'm not noticing as many photographers anymore. I'm I've noticed that too. People. And There's I'm like, not okay. as many new photographers popping up anymore. And that used to be, I mean, I was that person. I was a nurse. Hey, but your stuff's amazing. So well, it was you, a good thing you transitioned. Yeah, You're a great nurse, I'm sure. But yeah, I was a good nurse. <laughs> um, no, I really was. Ask any of my Basically, friends. Hannah can save your life as well. No, as no I'm not even CPR okay. certified anymore. Don't say that. Oh, um, what? Okay. Just scratch that. Yeah. No, I Roll could still help if I had to. Um, one, one other thing that popped into my head was while you're waiting, um, check that budget. See where you have extra cash because everything is going to come due. Yes. So I allow my couples to make payments at any time. No fees, Same. no issues. Throw some money at me. They have electronic invoices if they want them. Um, but it's a lot of money coming due at the end. So if you're bored – Maybe shoot an email to your vendor and be like, hey, I got an extra thousand bucks. Any chance I can put that door, but get a receipt. Yes, get a receipt. Either do a credit card transaction check or if you're doing a cash transaction, you get a receipt from that vendor. Yes. I always tell everyone that. Also, make sure I make sure in your contract what it says about like – because there was a florist a couple years ago that just started not showing up to weddings and she had everyone's money. Wow. Oh. So – you do have to be make sure you have a solid contract if you're going to be given money ahead of time. Because like, what happens if that vendor gets ill or breaks yes. leg or goes out of business? Or goes out of business. You pay them in full two years ago and they go out of business. What happens? Right. Solid you're contract. not covered. Don't give people money that far ahead of time unless you've got a solid contract. And then you're still. I mean, yeah, you're still at the mercy of whatever. They go bankrupt. Now we've panicked everyone. Now everyone's panicked. No one's planning a wedding, and everyone has stopped listening. <laughs> They've turned us off. So anyways, that's basically the gist of this podcast is be okay and not having to rush through everything. Enjoy the moments. Utilize your vendors and their knowledge. Yes. And just make sure you do thorough questions ahead of time so that you know the planning process yourself, especially if you don't have a coordinator. And I tell everyone, like, if you don't have a coordinator, just do your timeline yourself. Like, just throw it out there. You know when you want to have your ceremony. You know when you want your cocktail to start. Like, just throw a draft out there for yourself to bring to your venue with you or to throw at your photographer. Um, but just enjoy the calmness before that one-month storm. Just don't, enjoy it. Yeah, don't think that, oh, I'm going to feel silly trying to do this stuff too early. We would rather you do it early and us to be like, pump the brakes. Yes. There's nothing I can do for – like people get a hold of me here in advance and be like, what time are we going to start photos? And I'm like, well, what time is hair and makeup starting? And they're like, well, we don't have them booked yet. I'm like, well, I can't tell you. <laughs> right, right. Until you get hair and makeup to tell you how long things are going to take. But I don't care that they reach out because guess what that did? They're like, oh, well, I guess instead of worrying about photography start time, I need I to get, get hair, hair and makeup, makeup booked. 
<laughs> and it'll cut you know what? Nothing's too early. And if your vendor is snooty about it and like reach out to me in a month, then just don't reach out to them again until a month. <laughs> Boom. Done. At least you know check. Mic drop. There's our intro. <laughs> All right. Are we good today? For We're that? fabulous. All right. Well, you've been listening to another episode of What in the Wedding. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get the updates when we release new episodes. And leave us all those stars so we'll start popping up on searches. We love that. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us at whatinthewedding at gmail.com with your thoughts and questions. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you.